Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Guidance is internal. Ignition sequence starts. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Permission to board, please. Permission to come aboard. Permission to board. Permission to board. Do I have some permission to board that sweet mothership? This is the Permission Granted Podcast. Here's DA. Welcome inside the PGP, the Permission Granted Podcast, everybody. The show about the show, the show within the show. We appreciate you as always subscribing to the podcast by going to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, every place else the podcasts are available. So, I mean, we're 37 minutes after the first show of the week, and I'm already annoyed. Here we go. Last week, you couldn't stop bellyaching about how people were taking unfair shots at you, Samter, Celestino, Anthony Pierno, the fellow producers, about how you're being unfairly criticized. And then, I mean, I'm, I'm watching you BS with Marco Belletti outside the studios no more than 15 minutes after our first show, your first day back after a week off. I mean, I, I talked to baby for seven minutes. You're, you're out to tell me it's 20 minutes. Completely unfair. I left the studio to go grab some lunch. I came back. You were still talking. I went in and taped my two minutes. Break in between. And you were, still, you were still talking to Marco. And, break in between. And I had to break down the set. That I knew was annoying, but I was not done. And Maybe I should have done that before I talked to Marco. Maybe. But I was also part of standing up when I first, when I got caught in the second wave with Marvo. Marvo. With Marco was my walk-in to take that down. And you can't say no to Marco. Perhaps I could have. I wasn't wasn't trying to be rude. What were you talking about? We were talking. He was asking me how the child was doing. We were comparing child care expenses. Mm -hmm. And when to sleep. I heard that. Well, yeah. Then he got into asking about sleep patterns and all of that. Don't you see this part of you? This is all those guys have not seen you in a week. (laughs) Exactly. Why Marco wanted to catch up? Not in a week. You've been off. And your first day back, 15 minutes after the show, and you're already BSing, talking about nonsense. Well, again, I I, I mean, I I think normal having conversations with people in the newsroom is is good for morale. It's not like I'm not getting work done. You weren't getting work done during that time. I did in between both times. There was not a full 20 minute. I to be why fair, did, you did catch me. Why didn't you come in and just be like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna shove it down everybody's I feel like I did today. Yeah. I by, did. By what? Oh, I, I pounded the drum on plenty of guest situations that I've uh, I've contacted people about. I p- put cuts in a system. I never put the cuts in a system from our guests. Hmm. Quint Richardson is not only in the FAN system, it is in the CBS Sports Radio system. Mm-hmm. I Emailed more than the people you wanted me to email to reach out to mm-hmm. sending uh, sending the emails out. Mm-hmm. And other than that... I... And it was all done by 15 minutes after the show because you would work during the show. During breaks, sure. During the show, which maybe could have been an important time to do other stuff during the show, like focus on the show. Like today, Ryan Hickey did not play Pete Bellotti's CBS Sports announcer because you didn't have... You weren't on top of that, Will. 
for the, the CBS jingle yeah. after Pete. That's an ongoing bit. We don't play when Pete's out. Because I hate it. We've talked about that on the air. We start off, the drop pod isn't up. That, yes. And I was, I knew that was a uh, a problem. That one is on on me That because, you know, I'm trusting. Pete said he wrote a shot sheet. Hickey's telling me he's a shot sheet. I didn't double check it. I should double check that. When were you going to break down the set? I it was literally in the process of about in the to process do that. Now, before I did it. Now, a half hour after the show. Can I defend half hour after the show? Yes, you're right. Can I defend myself a second here? Okay. When you were in there doing the minutes and everything you type in that studio, there's no t- you could be in there an hour, you could be in there 15 minutes. I gambled and I lost in that you were ready to break down the site this you know the the set and come out of there. You know, Boomer and Geo took the big head today. And who went in and made sure he went back and got it? Did you pull the audio on that yet? No. <laughs> I did not. Did you think that maybe we would want that audio yes, for tomorrow? Yes, I'm not leaving without that audio. It's going to be oh, a sound check tomorrow. Oh. That makes my, if I do it today, it makes my job easier tomorrow because I know it's going to be in sound Why check. Why is it already done? Because I got caught talking to Marco. Don't you see how? But I'm not going to leave here without doing it. Do, do you see how aggravating this that behavior might be? Do you, do you see the other side of this? I do see the other side of it, but if I leave here not doing it, then wouldn't it be aggravated? If I don't, if I if I'm here and I do it, then what does it matter when it's? It's not like we're playing it until tomorrow morning. Like if if I make sure it's pulled before I leave, then what if it got done? How do I know you're not lying that you were going to not pull it? Maybe you just are saying this because I said it. I will tell you, I'm because I'm being totally transparent with you. Oh yeah, like you're always. No, I am. The reason you don't get to pull it is because it actually literally makes my job easier tomorrow. Just like <laughs> when you email me that you email me to your credit, you heard the Jody Mac clip. That became funny. It was an epic fail today. You emailing me that literally makes my job easier because I know, great, that's a sound check clip. That's one less thing that I have to worry about in the morning. Look, let me ask you a true or false question. Okay. Since you got promoted and we got this new yes. show, you have worked less. You have worked less hard. False. False. Completely false. I'd argue I'd work more hard. <laughs> or if not the same. And the only reason I, I will you say You don't. That, you don't because you used to have a two-hour show on WFAN that used to occupy your time. Now you don't even do that, and right. you're out of here quicker after the show. Okay. Well, hold the horses here. Hold on a minute, as Hurricane uh-huh. Jem would say. Two things with that. Number one, I think I am working harder now because I actually have a fresh brain on some of this stuff where I think I got to the point where, like, when I was working both shows, it was... Brain fried, don't have a second to even use the bathroom. Okay. It wore me down. I'm a little more refreshed now. I could breathe easier to the A show. That's very good. I am. I okay. am. And I feel okay, like I, I don't I don't where does that equate into the harder work? Well, what has been wrong with the show <laughs> since we started? That's not a tangible thing. Your brain is refreshed. Okay. Okay. Number two, we have changed a format on the show. And I, you can vouch for this because there's something that you requested. Do I or do I not take at least 45 minutes at night when I get home to take a pause away from anything I'm doing at home to make sure I'm going through stories and pre-planning and getting you guys all an email line for the next day. Is that not working harder doing more from home than I was ever doing? It's part of my job, but but it's not something I'm doing here. Yes, but you're just taking the time you used to do it here and doing it at home. Right, but but (laughs) I was here way... Earlier than pre-show back in the old show that I am now. Now I'm here an hour and a half before the show where back then I was there 2 to 2.15. The hours of when they expect you to get here change. 
And frankly, who's going to wake up at 2 instead of 3? But I still do it at home. Do I not? And and I could do it from here like I was doing the first. But you specifically said that you wanted to have the stories at night. Yes. So you asked me to do that. That's me taking time away at home. But that's not doing more work. That's doing the same amount of work. It's the same amount of work. Okay. You put together a topic sheet. We always right. had that. All right. So by definition, is it would I be doing that job anyway, same amount of work? Yes, I agree with you. Okay. What I mean, though, is my day is structured a lot differently where now I'm turning on the mind again back into work mode. At, I mean, you're asking me to I'm telling you what's going on. It's different. The work structure is different. Would you not say that it's a little different to say it's stop everything more, I'm doing? It's not more. It's just different. All right. Then at least I'm doing the same amount. (laughs) Same amount, but I would say... With less responsibilities. Well, what do you mean by less responsibilities? You don't have a two-hour show to produce. You used to have an hour-long pre-show meeting for WFAN and a two-hour show. So you're taking away three full hours of your workday every single day, but you're not doing more work for our show. Oh, I think I am. I think I am. Every day I now have a new added responsibility that I was not doing because I was running over to FAN. Which is? Which is... Try to see where we could drive our guests and stuff. And which, by the way, several have been picked up by no, LA. No, no, no. Do not take credit for what your sh- work is. Do not say... But it's more than it's, what I was doing. Do not say this is why... This is this is how successful I've been in doing this. That's not part of this well, discussion. Time out. Am I, was, I, was I as on top of that or had the ability to do that when I was doing the other show? That is one element, yes. Yes. That you have yes. taken as an added responsibility. Sure. But that, again, does not equate to... The three hours you used to have on WFAN, you sure. usually, you turn that around in 10 or 15 minutes because you're always out of here within 10 or 15 minutes after the show. That is also, if I was out of here, I'd be on a 1030 train every day. I The earliest, earliest train I have made to date has been an 1101 train. The okay, earliest. So, so you can leave here at 1030. Uh, I'm, usually, I'm usually out of here by 1045, to be fair. That is about the time I leave every day is about 1045. Now, totally get all of that. If I'm getting the job that I that I'm expected to do and maybe sometimes more, which maybe if you want more, it's more maybe I, I don't understand what more is and that could be taught, then that's true. But with all with all I get hammered by, by you, Bogus and Bilotti, with the, you know, leaving at ten forty five, whatever okay, Bogus literally has responsibilities. Bilotti's only responsibility is something that he has to take on that he gets paid more to do. I'm also the first one in the door. I'm the first one in the door every day by at least on a good day a half an hour. But I think what you don't realize is with your position, especially right. with us getting promoted, there is a new expectation sure. on you to do more sure. because you're the executive producer sure. and because we're now Morning Drive. Sure. And you are treating it as though that has nothing that, hey, Pilati doesn't work this hard, so why would I work that's as hard? That's not how, that's that's how, what you, just, guys, that's that's how what, you guys are treating that's it. That's what you just said. Well, Pilati, well, he didn't have out. to be here. I'm not saying that ahead of the storm. I'm saying that in my defense when I get hammered home by everything, it's like, what are you guys talking about here? I'm, what am I not doing that the show needs? Well, I would like, forget that. Instead of an example of what more work I could do uh-huh. or what I'm not doing, tell me what I am not doing that needs to get done that appear, that is being mysteriously not done because I'm running out of here. I would like to know the answer to that. Because I, if there is, then by all means, I would like to do it. Because I'm not trying to cut corners. I'm doing my job. Well, I think what ends up happening is you you don't you're not looking for new stuff to do to make the show better like this okay. weekend right 
you were listening to everybody hammer you for oh, a week. Oh, I had it. This, the unfair slander we can get into. And so you said, okay, you know what? After hearing me get slandered all week, I've got an idea for the show. And you brought up a topic, potential topic for the show, and you texted right. us all. By the way, I, I pinballed about five ideas, and I boiled down what I thought would be the best one. Okay. I texted you back. That could be a good idea. We'll workshop that. Right. We might work that in. Now, there is... That's a little added thing where you say, right. you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna find something right. I can contribute to the show. Why wouldn't you do that every single day? Like, why wouldn't that be part of your 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 internal job My description? Je ne sais quoi? To all, well, uh, frankly, I think why? <sighs> Seven years, I don't know how many more ideas I got in my head. Now, that doesn't mean I can't keep grinding out or thinking like that. And well, maybe if that's something you want me to do more, that's fine. Well, that's what producers do. Oh well. Yes. I, here's what I think. Right. I think you think of yourself as talent now. I think I think of myself as both. Because I that's think, what I was told I am as both. Okay, but I think... Is that not fair? But I think as talent, you just think you, you don't have responsibilities well, to build the show more. I think that is not how I think, but I will tell you, is there a little bit of uh, still a month into this understanding that... I've been given a responsibility that nobody here has been given yet to date in CBS Sports Radio where they are, in essence, trying to cater a position of both, where I have to focus on being an executive producer while they also want me doing my stupid stuff that I do as talent and forming those together and finding the perfect way to handle both responsibilities at once. And maybe I haven't found the perfect medium on that yet. <laughs> but it doesn't mean I'm not I'm not trying or I'm being lazy or I don't care about the show. I think that is completely out of line. Well... <laughs> I mean, you're laughing. I mean, that is, in essence, well, be, be, what happened. Well, because what you're talking about them asking you to marry is doing a job. Right. And, quote, doing my nonsense on the radio. Well, that, that so, I put in there for so funny how stuff. Much, how much preparation are you putting well, into doing the nonsense on the air? Like, that's I, kind of just what you do. We th well, throw on the microphones, and you have a funny quip or a, a crazy yes, take. Yes, yes. Does that but, take time out of your day to develop the the wild? Now, this is I, you're going to laugh at this because I think you you think of me in only these terms. But I think there's absolutely and maybe not um, not as like I'm sitting down writing anything down or anything like that. But I I think there's a part of me that while you know I'm taking SATs and I'm I'm saying funny things and sometimes I don't have a filter. There is part of me that now knowing that there are more eyeballs and ears on who I am as part of the growth of the show and knowing that, you know, now it's okay for me to turn my microphone on whereas opposed to it's like a total tee up that like I don't always necessarily want to sound like an idiot. I do want some of my sports opinions taken seriously. So I do think uh, I try to think more constructively when it comes to sports and not just say anything or okay. do anything. Okay. And I, I do think there's a part of that where – you know, I, I was starting to get in a groove of that when I was doing the pork store. And now that the pork store is no more because I was kind of given this avenue of you're going to still produce, but whatever you were doing there, you know, be DA's Robin or whatever the bosses put it where, you know, I think every day in my mind, I don't want the next five years of us, let's say, doing mornings going by where I'm just a constant punchline buffoon. I do want to sound somewhat like I know what I'm talking about when it comes to serious matters. And I do think when I'm watching games and I'm thinking and I'm reading Twitter and I'm doing all that, I think my brain, to a talent perspective, is thinking more critically and constructively. I do think that. Well, that's great. That is great. But 
that can't be taking away from the other parts of your job. I totally agree. So I just want to bring up Andrew Kaplan here because okay. we, we all agree Cap is an amazing sure. asset to the show. Sure. Well, I think he's the most important asset to the show. Cap is somebody that I will always just, you know, go to bat for and and help push and promote and, you know, talk very well about because I don't have to worry that Cap is trying to do a better job today than he did yesterday. I never have to worry about that. You don't. I, agree. I know. I know I agree. he will rise to the occasion and find something new. We're down in Miami. We don't even know this. He creates a whole new gift program sure. to promote our guests. Okay? He is constantly he's altering our graphics. He's looking at different lighting schemes. Sure. Now, do you think 15 minutes after the show he'd be talking to Marco about sleep patterns? Probably not. Do you think last week we would have a parade of producers want to come on the air to slam him and have three more that didn't even get a shot last week that want a chunk of flesh. <laughs> Carver, okay, Mikey B, they, they're they lining up. And D-Ben, they all want now, to do the same thing. Do you think, before you defend yourself, okay. do you think that would happen? No, I do not. Do you think, it, when we got to this job, this promotion, that I would have to talk to Cap about, hey, Cap, you know, we got this promotion and you're doing, I feel like you're doing only as much as you used to and maybe a little bit less. Do you think I'd have to worry about that? I don't think you would. I think uh, in many ways, there is no doubt Cap should be the envy of any producer around here and what they do. I really, I think Cap is the gold standard. What I do think is part of it is for show, part of it is... I'm going to have some fun and I don't mind ruffling feathers. Cap is never going to be in a position where he's going to tick those guys off and say something like they're all overrated, which will cause okay. that cascade. But but do you think they they have any silent resentment towards Cap? Those guys, no. Do you think anybody does around here? I think some, some do. <laughs> maybe not currently, but I would say a year or two ago, yes, some definitely did have resentment towards Cap. For what reason? Uh, they works too hard? I'm going to actually defend you on this. There was definitely resentment beyond guys who I definitely respect to be honest that really just weren't as good as Cap on running the web stream that felt like they were losing money, losing shifts unfairly because you favored Cap. So from that standpoint, I'm just answering honestly, do I think there was some resentment? I do. Do I think there's any more? No, because I also don't think there's any reason. Look what Cap does. His proof's in the pudding. I can't, I, I'm not going to pretend that I'm going to compete with what Cap does on the web stream for what I do. It's unbelievable. He's way more valuable to the show than me. I have no problem admitting that, which is a far cry for when I'm telling you everybody else is overrated. So <laughs> it's kind of like if you're asking me this, if Kaplan is Michael Jordan, mm -hmm. and this is really, I, I hate taking shots anymore, people. I, sure. I came in to sure. speak not. Shep is, I don't know, Othella Harrington. All okay. right. I need to find a way to be, ah, I don't know. Charles Barkley and less well where are you now I think I'm better than I give it credit for but I could always be better and I just need to make sure I don't get worse too but okay but you take shots at those other producers call them overrated what have you and right. sure that's part of your personality but don't you think there's a real resentment towards what they yeah. perceive as your lack of work ethic I do but I also think it's very glass house of all of them I really do believe that. I, I think that we have a great team here at CBS Sports Radio. I'm not trying to paint the company line, but when I hear those guys talk last week, and specifically guys you rolled out, I kind of look at it as I hope they're doing it for the fun of the show and the laughs. 
and knowing that it's good. Like when Piano's doing the rant, it's hysterical. And Samter's playing the bit and everything like that. But I hope they're playing the bit because if there is a serious tenor to it, I think it's kind of pathetic. And and I would be to that tone either. I mean, Samter last week, I thought, honestly, while he might have made people on the outside laugh, I think internally Mike Samter embarrassed himself last week on our show. Strictly from the standpoint of he had the morning show producer role for for uh, quite a bit of time. And it wasn't until he got to Afternoon Drive TV and could pump out Tiki Barber's friends that he was booking any quality guests. So for him to take shots at the guests I'm booking when he had this very difficult time slot where people want to wake up and come on, he wasn't doing any of that. Do you think it wasn't working because he wasn't putting in the effort or it just wasn't landing? I think probably... Because he's going to take shots at your effort. Right. I agree with that. I think a little bit of both. I think think when I... You talk about me having a conversation with Marco. Look... You know this. You can admit it. And he he would admit it, although he's been sensitive about it. You walk out in that newsroom two hours before Tiki and Tierney. His feet are up playing a video game, and you could walk past 45 minutes, and he's still doing the same thing. Now, is that because he's done all his work like I'm telling you I did? Probably. Is he putting in any extra effort to make the show better? I don't think so. Is that maybe part of his host where I think you are a way, you're a more creative personality and stuff like that? I think so. So when I hear Mike Sampson talk about effort and stuff, maybe he stopped putting in effort because he doesn't have the show that warrants the creativity like ours does. But he's not putting forth effort. He's blatantly playing Donkey Kong in the newsroom in front of everybody in 45 <laughs> minutes. And I don't think that's unfair to say. He's doing it in front of everybody. <laughs> so, like, should I? if you're asking me, should I aspire to be Mike Sampson when he's going for my job? No, I should aspire to be better than him. Okay. AP, though, Pierno, that's a grinder. Pierno works hard. Pierno's a grinder, but here would be my offset to Anthony Pierno. Anthony Pierno has had several opportunities, from what I've been told, to move up in this company and get off working weekends. Anthony Pierno has chosen not to do that because, and I quote, I prefer being here when there's no bosses and no responsibility around. He has said that. He wants to work as little as possible when there are people of importance around. So again, I tell you, as somebody who has worked overnights, evenings, middays, and now mornings, myself... And, I, and the bosses know who I am, clearly, and everybody makes the jokes about me falling forward. I'm always here trying to talk to bosses and let them know who I am and what I am because I think it's better for my career if I'm out front and they know who the heck I am, even if it's for sometimes the wrong reasons. Well, and it has been better for It has career. been better for me. But you have a guy like that challenging, I could have this job work ethic. He's blatantly choosing to work weekends and doesn't want to you know, better himself because he doesn't want to be in front of management. So again, I tell him, who's next? Okay, well, D. Celestino has... Come to us right. multiple times and Absolutely. said, "I want to. I want Mraz's job. Absolutely. I can do Mraz's job better." Absolutely. And I, D. Celestino, is somebody who, when he was an intern, and he'll make the jokes now. And I was at WFA, and I, lo- I still love D. Celestino's day. The guy was at my wedding. That being said, could D. Cell change himself and change his career and do the job I do? You know what? Full disclosure, I think he could. And I think he would be very funny on the air as well. And I think he would grind to get good guests. But I think D-Cell gives off a perception in the newsroom of a broken, beaten man, and people see that. So when I make the joke of he's too grumpy, he's too disgruntled, whether it's his fault or anybody else's, you know what? Make fun of me all you want when I, you know, I'm talking to Mark or I'm making jokes in the newsroom. Uh, you know, I basically, maybe for the wrong reasons, I'm like Santa Claus. My jolly fat ass is trotting around here, and I'm making people smile and making people happy. Where you look at D-Cell, and it's like, jeez, am I in the Great Depression? Am I going to stand online to get a loaf of Wonder Bread? <laughs> oh, God. I am. So with all that effort and, and all that goes through, I mean, a simple smile on your face could go a long way, and I think that hurts Diesel. I really do. Well, he was smiling last week when he was on the air with us. Of course he was, because he was finally given a nice carrot by you, which I think was a great opportunity for him, and I think it, it gave him a little bit of purpose to go on there and rub some salt in my wound. I do. 
And I think if Diesel, if Diesel exhibited more of that, not just trashing me, I think Diesel might be, again, furthering himself in the company. Okay, so maybe his outward attitude isn't shiny right. and bubbly. But effort, work ethic, he, he has you beat. I don't know about beat, but he definitely, he doesn't not put in a lot of work. I think the thing that happens had, is... Had he been in your position and we got morning drive, he, these last six weeks, he would have been busting his ass. You know that. Yeah, but I think I am busting my ass. I do. You've, you've kind of admitted that you're just doing as much work as you used to. I'm admitting so, that because I'm having fun. No, 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 no. and here's no. the truth. I could always do more because I think anybody could do more. I think what's happened is I have worked on a show for seven years and, and watched it grow and watched... You blossom and the show blossom. We've changed time slots a bunch. That I think the I think what's happened with our show is it is very much a well-oiled machine. That sometimes maybe you need to train change the transmission or something like that. And I think because it's a well-oiled machine, a lot of what I do and what you have installed in me, which you did because I don't know what the hell I was doing at the beginning. I think honestly, I think a lot of it comes easy to me. That I'm pretty efficient in what I do. <laughs> that I, I really do. I think I'm efficient. I really do. I, I think a lot of, like, the responsibilities of what I have to do with the show, like, I have been doing that for so long, I, I like, I know how this works, that what maybe would take somebody else 15 minutes is taking me five minutes. I really do. I, I think I'm a, I think I'm well-oiled machine. Now, it doesn't mean that maybe I should take those 15 minutes that I've turned into five and find something else to do with the other 10. I think therein lies maybe the problem you're having, and that's true, and then maybe that's where I need to find myself and find what I should be grabbing onto that I could add more. But as far as like actual work ethic, I I think a lot of this is coming easy to me. And I think because of that, it's just being assumed that I'm not doing any. I really think that's unfair. Well, I don't think you can say it's unfair when you have defined yourself consistently by not working hard. And that you can't just say it's just a joke because you've admitted <laughs> growing up, high school, everything, sure. college, like nobody, it wasn't a joke that it took you as long as you did to of graduate. Of course, I couldn't, I, I couldn't get it through with classes and all of that. The and SATs, I, it wasn't a joke that you skipped the SATs. There is no, I am not trying to make it out to that that was a joke. You're absolutely right. There are parts of my life where I realized I was set for this, so this is what I'm going to do to get by. But because I am outwardly open about my life pre-radio, because look, I, I think my life for the most part has been a very funny Seinfeld episode, and I've enjoyed it very much, and I'm happy I'm still here breathing. Mm -hmm. But because I've been so outward and uh, and we're able to pull things from that into everything, and have fun with it, doesn't always mean sometimes that that's the actual reality of what's going on. Because I'm allowing myself to get made fun of and do all this. Like, yeah, okay, I cut corners. I didn't take the SATs. It took me six years because I was uninterested in college. But you know what? At the same time, the one thing I absolutely am interested in is the DA show Monday through Friday because that's that's what keeps me going. That's not only that, not only is it a hobby and fun, it's what's putting food on the table, which, oh, by the way, now I have a family to feed and I really need to take that seriously. So I think because I'm a, I am allow everybody to have fun with it because I have fun with it, I think sometimes we lose in translation and kind of distort what actually is reality currently based on what we know of me in the past. I, I do think there's some truth to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just think you're it, giggling after me. You're I, not even giving me any honest. Like, you know what? Maybe you have a point. Well, look, I, I, I find it hard to to deal with these two realities. Everybody around here, everyone in this building, aside from two or three of the young guys that you listen to tapes to, thinks that you don't work hard. You have openly discussed your 
predisposition to not working hard. Sure. And then I bring it up, and you've got every reason why everyone's wrong and that you are working hard. No. So it's like... I get where you're coming from. The only thing I will say about that is this. I think maybe my problem or where I've hurt myself <laughs> is that I am too open. Maybe I am. No, no, no. Just hear me out. I think I might be too open or because it was kind of naturally installed as a fat kid growing up that like you need to get ahead of what's going to made fun of be made fun of you so nobody can make fun of you with it, right? Like that's an age old thing. And I do think that's a part of the reason that I'm the personality I am where nothing's going to bother me and I'm going to laugh about anything. I am so open about everything in my own life fallacies and everything like that in the newsroom. And I allow myself to be the punching because I don't care. Nothing's going to bother me. As I told you earlier, got a thick skin to do Radio New York, you know, just like you got to like Quentin Richards is playing. Those guys don't allow themselves to get made fun of in the same way. So where they might resent me for my work ethic or anything like that, it's because I'm allowed, I'm allowing them or I'm allowing myself to be put out there and be made fun of for that, even if it's not always the truth. Whereas if I was making fun of Mike Samter for always playing video games, he would get really sensitive about it, even if that's the reality. And then it would become, you, you can't talk to Samter about that. That's off limits. So I'm allowing everything to be on limits and therefore it's allowing people to resent me more. You know, you don't even broach it with those guys, so there's no resentment to be had because they're too sensitive about it to begin with. Well, let's go back to the early days. I mean, Brock took some bows this of weekend course. on Twitter. Of, because course. of course he did. Of course he did. <laughs> he says he saw this years ago, and now everybody that. else is seeing this. No, he would say that you didn't work hard and that you didn't care enough. Now, what would you say to a Kenny Brock who I saw would say this, this at the before any of these other guys resented you? I would say this. There is no doubt in the first two years, at least in the DA show, I went in blind. I went in ambitious, but I needed to be carved into what, frankly, what you wanted. It's like Bill Belichick, I guess, if he carved in Matt Patricia, whatever he tried to become or something like that, where I didn't really know what I was doing as a producer. And you had a certain standard of doing things and you you carved me into what you expect and I was able to mold all of that and bring it in with whatever personality I've had from growing up with the stuff and all that. But I will tell you this, that Brock saw a lot of my fallacies in the early <laughs> days that I, I honestly think if you question Bilotti about it, Bilotti would want me in the foxhole with him. But I think when all was said and done, I think if all was said and done, all jokes aside, and no matter how many times we would butt heads and still to this day go at Twitter wars with each other laughing anything off, if you sat down Kenny Brock and opened up two PBRs and sat down and said, who would you have wanted working with you for two years on the DA show? His answer every time, if you gave him a whole list of people here, would be me. I really do believe that. Because you were friends. No, I think it's more than friends. I think there was there becomes chemistry and there becomes trust. And we know, push come to shove, no matter what jokes we make, what work needs to be done will get done. Now, your argument will be, it's not about the work that needs to get done. It's the work we aren't thinking needs to get done gets done. And that's the next part of this. What am I missing here that the show is missing, that the show needs, that I need to be adding. And that's something that needs to be determined. Well, you spent the entire weekend fighting with people on Twitter over reclining airline yeah. seats. Well, this is the whole weekend you spent. I couldn't now, believe how many tweets you were sending out. You're, you're, you're fighting with Mike Ernay? No, Mark Mark Ernay, enough. Enough with him. I, now, again, let me... Can I just can I just put yourself in my shoes here for a second? <laughs> okay. All right, and I, I think I need to clear up a couple. I hope I'm not keeping you from leaving here early. No, but no, no, this is fine. I just want to clear up a couple lies here. That I've got to do this CBS Sports Network later today, Time to Shine. So I'm working both ends of a double. Great. But I want to see this thing through. All right, so let's see this thing through here for a second. Let me just start, state this, because I got a lot of tweets on this earlier in the week. 
I did not take a vacation last week. Now, when I'm putting up a picture of me playing Madden at night, yeah, I'm having fun at the idea that a, a kid's having me play Madden. But doesn't look like work. Of course, but after a full day of changing diapers every hour, the crying, the feeding. Guys, vacation wasn't play Madden. It was just me making a joke that the baby's finally quiet. I'm sitting there playing. Daddy needs some franchise mode. But the perception then becomes, oh, Mraz has been awful week. But his fat ass is playing Madden all week. When I can news for you, I couldn't wait to get to work today because that was way more work staying home with, with them. Number two, I was, I, I'm not even going to say this, but it was politely encouraged that when my child was born, because we were going to be relaunching this with a new, bigger role for me, January 1st, that I do not take time off after the baby was born, even though I am given time off, because we want to make sure the show sounds right and we get all the new listeners in. And to hear that maybe I could be selfish or don't care about the show and I don't care about the show, when actually me finally taking off last week was the opposite of that. I worked the first five to six weeks of this show knowing that I basically was two days home from my baby being out of the hospital after going back in instead of spending any family time whatsoever bonding or anything, which a lot of people do now, to make sure this show got off to the right foot, sounded good, and I was a big part of it. And I think last week it's a little disingenuous when I'm getting listeners going, oh, you needed to take vacation now and stuff like that, where I'm not looking for pats on the back, but I think I did the most unselfish thing when it came to the show possible in that I have a new family life I'm starting at home, and I'm not going to help my wife or do any of that right away because I need to make sure this show in the morning gets off to the right foot. And I think that was kind of overlooked last week. Now, when I go on doing everything I'm doing, and I get, you know, these tweets, and look, I'm I'm in my own thoughts. I'm, I, I live for this. I love this show. It's in me to debate. It's in me to talk sports or talk about nonsense like we do in the morning show. So, yeah, there's a little FOMO. So when you guys do the reclining seat story, I woke up to tweets on it. And I go back on the rewind and I listen to you go, oh, Mraz would definitely recline like that. Now, number one, here's my biggest problem with that. I've had this conversation with you flying multiple times. <laughs> and it speaks to your memory. I told you I hate recliners and I would never recline. So you didn't have my back on that. Then I had people arguing me that I'd be a recliner. That sparked some real passion out of me. I, did I spend way too long and too many days arguing about it? Yes. But also me not being here and not having the outlet of turning on a microphone. Look, this is why I'm not a plumber or anything like that. I need that. It's in my blood now. It's it's part of me. So, yeah, maybe it comes across people and uh, follow me on Twitter being annoyed, but I didn't have another outlet to do it. And it was something I cared about. It was something like I was revved up to do because I just needed a freaking release. How many times do I got to wipe a baby's butt and give it a diaper before I could just, I could talk about nonsense. That's what I do. That's what I do. Okay. All of that is totally fair. I feel you on that stuff. I would say, though, that, Taking the week of paternity leave, which Danielle has every right to expect you home, I would right. want you to bond with the baby, all of that, you waited until after football season, which was the smart thing. Totally. If you wanted to take the week, let's just say, of the AFC and NFC championship games, do you think the bosses would have been like, yeah, okay, cool idea, or do you think you would have gotten pushback? Uh, I don't, look, here's the thing. Legally, there would be no pushback. You couldn't. I, I could, I like legally, I could have taken the first week or anything like right. that. So I am not trying on record to get anybody in trouble because I know there's all sorts of weird laws there. But I would say it was politely asked of me. The first month is very critical to launching this morning show. We are, and look, it's no secret. We've made the joke about there about me getting a raise. We've given you a raise. You're the producer. You're the secondary talent on the show now, a morning show that used to have two people. Now it's your name and headlights, but in, in essence, I'm you know the sidekick like's been put out there. They wanted the show to sound together and sound everything for at least the first month. So yes, and that bye week, 
I just I was not going to do that when bosses have given me a great opportunity with this show. I was not going to take well, advantage. So that's what I'm kind of saying. Like yeah. you, they they kind of told you, you you really shouldn't take right. any of the first month off. Right. So you waited. I waited. I so and do you think any of us would have taken off a week before you did? I don't think so. I think so. But I think but that's my point. I, I so I think again you you're kind of looking for applause in something that no. we all would have done and the bosses encouraged you not to do. I see what you're saying, but I guess my point would be when I hear things like I don't care or something like, well, just because all four of us would have done the same thing. So that means I didn't like, no, that's shown that I do care. Because if I didn't care, I would have said, well, screw you, man. I had a kid and like, that's it. I'm out. I need to take care of business at home. I didn't because I wanted to make sure that this show and the opportunity that's been given to me was taken care of. And I could have taken this week or next week. I also went and I made sure because sometimes... You know, as the jokes have been made in the past with you taking every Friday, you know, we had a lot of fun at your expense last year with the days off. Eventually, because somehow we always don't get on these crazy schedules together, there were times where you would run out of days and you would be stuck with neither me nor Bilotti because we didn't use our days. Pete the Body Bilotti is off this week. Me and Pete discussed when the morning show happened, hey, let's try 99% of the time. If you're off, I'm here. If I'm off, he's here. So you don't walk into a morning show and you don't have anybody behind the scenes, either your producers. So Pete said his wife was taken off this week. He wanted to be off. I had not yet taken off. The Super Bowl had gotten off. That's where I settled on that week. And, you know, what? I could have decided, no, I was going to do this week. But I wanted to make sure the show had as many elements and people here as possible. Well, that's good. Again, I would say that that's caring about the show. That's good. On Thursday, though, you you and Bogus were out at the same time. Okay. <laughs> here is where I will I will say that. Should I have, and should me and Pete have consulted Bogus? It didn't dawn on me to do that. When me and Pete went over everything, it did not dawn on me. I was not aware until it was way put in advance that I was taking off that that Bogus was going away. Had I known, and this can fall on me, that maybe I, I had to ask all those guys that Bogus was going to be off, then yeah, I probably would have waited. I did not know Bogus was going away until it was too late. And when I filed this time off, it wasn't like the normal handing Pete uh, you know, a couple of days off, I had to like file with like HR because they give you the paternity leave and all of that. So it was a lot of hoops to uh, get back off if I would have wanted to do that, if you will. So you said the bear has been poked last week. Yes, absolutely. You texted me the bear has been bear's poked. been poked. I I was look again. Nothing will ever actually bother me on a serious level, but I was uh, I was certainly annoyed at the way I was portrayed at the show last week. I really was so. If, if your ultimate Lombardi goal was to light a fire in my ass, well, then you succeeded because a fire's been lit. Every, I would say, ah, I don't want to say every night because it wasn't Monday night. At least four nights last week I spent through going through a lot of the PR contacts I had, reintroducing myself, reigniting that we are a morning show here, trying to hammer home that I want to get as many decent guests on, good guests on as possible. So a bear's been poked. I went through that. I went through every night disgustingly probably many times while I was in the bathroom cycling through show ideas to the point where I didn't want to just pitch you something to pitch you something and kind of be like all right what are you trying to prove here like we get it you did this I waited until basically the last day I was off to say this is what I've settled on I think this could work as a show idea so and the bear was poked I, I worked a lot from home last week whether it was mentally or through emails or whatever <laughs> well bring all of the ideas if you worked on something bring all the ideas I never shoot them down. I never like that's the stupidest thing ever. You're right, but see, I the, always encourage. But do you understand the mental game that's played with me? If you guys spend a whole week ragging on me, and I come back in, and it's like 
Because, I, you know, some of them I'm even forgetting offhand. I'm like, ah, you know what? I don't really like that. I don't really like that. And I'm presenting stuff that maybe I don't love in the end. You probably are going to, in your mind, just think, he's doing this just so I get off his back. And I, I don't think that, I think that's disingenuous too. I want to present you with what I think is, our ideas worthy enough. Well, if you did work on something, I mean, I that, that's good. You should present your work. Again, I, this is where I'm going to have fun at the idea of work. A lot of this is probably when I'm going number two in the bathroom and I'm just, I'm in my own thoughts. I don't need that image. <laughs> don't. And this is where I get myself in trouble. People come at me. Oh, he only works when he's taking a poo. I mean, that's basically <laughs> what they'll think now when they're misinterpreting. I'm just being open and honest, which comes back to haunt me every time. <laughs> Did I good, do a good enough job explaining my mindset? That, that you have a, had a very good defense here. You've had a very Thank good you. 30 to 40 minutes here. Thank you. Very good. Good, good minutes. Uh, and I needed this personally because I was getting pissed off at you. I was starting to last week. You were actually getting mad at me. I was getting a little bit pissed off because I I feel you were actually mad at me. I feel like with the promotion of the morning show, there's been expectation that the show had to be a bigger, better, bolder morning show than we've had here at CBS Sports Radio, which we made the joke. There's a lot of ones that have flamed out. And the expectation has been for everybody to pull a bit more weight. And, you know, I just... I, I expect that to happen because that's the expectation around us that sure. you don't have to be told to do those things. So it has kind of felt like you, you've you needed to be told what to do more. Okay. And, you know, like, that's why I love Cap. Nobody has to tell him do more. Sure. He just does it. Sure. That's the expectation. Like, Bogish, I think, has risen to the occasion. I think he's sure. done more. His updates include so much audio and so much funny writing. Sure. And, you know, he's just, he's doing more brought to you by Home Depot. So he's, so I just have been like, you're watching everybody else do. So why wouldn't you just like want to, it's like a team that's trying to win. Oh, everyone's at the, you know, at the facility early. I want to be part of it. So it has felt like, and then to watch, I mean, I got to tell you when you were gone, it was open season around here on you. I mean, forget even the guys that were on the air, the guys off the air. I mean, update guys that don't even work on a show. They're, they're, oh, you you know Mraz. Now he thinks of himself as talent. Oh, he got this job. Now he didn't have to work. Yeah. He's out the door. I'm just telling you what I heard. So, of course, that starts riling me up like, you know, wow. I, maybe these guys are seeing something I'm not even seeing. Again, I so I'm going to be punished because of whatever promotion? And you, and you tell me, like, honestly, if we just take, pretend you don't know me and you for a second, all right? And just the idea that, like, I've been the producer of this show. I've been fortunate enough that in the many time changes, the boss is so worthy enough of our valued relationship. And I have, I've told many people, I ask, well, how do you and Diego? I mean, Diego get along great. I wouldn't want to do this for anybody else. We do get Our chemistry is great. Then, you know, you've given me this avenue where, frankly, it's, you know, I've made the joke. You've created the beast. Now, do you want to kill the beast? It's like, you gave me an avenue. You did. Where other hosts would have never done that for producers. To allow me to be me on the air. A lot of producers, frankly, are just told by their host to shut up, don't ever turn on the microphone. So much so that it got to the point where I could solo host, and I'm forever grateful for that. But as I'm doing the pork store, and when this promotion comes time, and I get called in the back without knowing this was going to happen, and a boss sits me down and says, here's what we're doing with the morning show. We usually do uh, a two-man morning show, but uh, it didn't make any sense to bring in somebody else to just shoehorn them in with DA. You already have great on-air chemistry with DA. We're going to pay you to not only produce, but be the secondary talent on the show. Now, I'm looking at that as, that's a really big opportunity. So, for all the people that make, like, the talent jokes and all this stuff, 
that's a big moment for me in my career, but also comes at an unusual and maybe sometimes uncomfortable moment where it's, okay, well, I'm giving this opportunity, but it's happening on the show where I still have to make sure I hammer home all the producing stuff. And then, like, well, what does this really even mean? Because I'm already doing a lot of on-air stuff with you. I mean, you've had conversations about where this grows. And then, you know, kind of knowing in my own head, okay, well, if this is going to be a big spot and we're going up national mornings against some big national morning powerhouses and we got a lot of, a lot more ears and a lot newer ears, how do I want to be perceived? Well, what's gotten me here is a lot of my funny stuff, so I don't want to lose that, but... I do kind of be, want to be taken more seriously, and you know, you're gracious enough to toss to me in conversations about sports and you know all of that. So I, I think it's been a big mental game for me, just trying to adjust and like grow as an adult and the father, and being taken more seriously as talent has already made a joke, while still making sure that. I produce, and not only produce, get better as a producer, because I have this job as a morning show producer on top of that, and I I do think there was a lot that came with the role I was given, and a lot of people are envious of the role because it is a very fortunate position that I have helped build myself, but you have strongly obviously helped because I wouldn't be in this position without your opportunity, and I think I just need to find the best of that and continue to grow and, and find a way to do two things at once while not giving one more attention than the other. And I, I think it's a, a mental struggle that I'm I'm continuing to grind on. That's that's a very, very fair defense of your system, of yourself, of your experience. Thank you. Of your situation. That's Thank you. that was very very uh understandable and insightful. I apologize because I saw all these guys chirping at you. And sure. I heard it when you were gone, and I'm thinking, these guys really have it out for Mraz. They're they're seeing something that I'm not even seeing. Sure. And I'm looking at the rest of us, you know, elevate our our game. And I, you know, I I should have talked to you about what you were going through during this process. Sure. So I think if we can come to some type of resolution here. I didn't even know there was a debate. <laughs> and by the way, good job because you got me to stay the longest I've stayed weeks here. No question. <laughs> <laughs> the longest anybody sees you around here. I think what, you know, what we get to is everybody is pulling more weight now. Sure. Find ways. When you say sure, it sounds very patronizing. It's like when you say Damon. It's like, I don't mean it like that. <laughs> sure. Sure. Okay. Sure. Okay, I will. <laughs> Just look for other ways to, to pitch in more, to contribute more. Okay. And if those are other ideas that you have for segments, great. Okay. Those are other ideas, you know, ways to supplement existing segments, ways to make certain segments better, information, a different angle, a different thought on this, a different guest, a different idea. Like all of those things is I think what everybody has been trying to do since we got into this time slot. I don't know what to say now because I was going to go ashore. I'd just say, gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. All right. And, you know, I, I, do think you have some relationships around here you might want to repair. Just some may be burnt. Just, you know, maybe have an honest conversation with guys because it it felt like some of the fury last week was real. And that there's three other guys waiting <laughs> on deck to take their swings at you too. I I adhere to that and I don't I, I will say this. Forget the repair in the relationship. I do not blame other people in the newsroom for feeling the way they feel about me and my role. <laughs> and the reason I say that is because I have a feeling if I was in their shoes, I might feel that way about the person in my shoes. It's a cutthroat business out there. We've all been grinding. We've all been working behind the scenes. 
if they see me get put in a spotlight situation, whether they believe I've earned that or not, there is going to be some anger and some jealousy and some that should be me. And I, and I understand that. And I'm not saying I'm the only one who could be me in this role. And sometimes maybe it is the luck of the draw. I think I've, I've worked hard, uh, in making the most of my opportunity, but yeah, I don't blame them for thinking that way, especially when, when again, I point to this role that I've been given is actually a brand new role around here in that, like it's, they put me kind of more than a, you know what I mean? Like we've gone back and forth with that, where the standard has always been like, you're a producer, you go out there and you cut sports minutes and, and you do like, like not stuff that would be more for the show, but stuff more for the network where, you know, when I'm given the role part of, you know, given that role was I was going to be treated like talent. Like they wouldn't ask you to edit the sportsmen and go back there and listen. Now, I'm not saying I'm you or anything like that, or make sure you're doing tape and rolling on press conferences, which I do a lot of the time anyway in the morning for the show. But I think that part of it, not doing like that extra network work instead of show work, does bother people because they still see my name under the producer part. And I am a producer. You know what I mean? So I think there's like a why does he get to do not as much for the network, forget his show? Than me, where like, you know, I I also don't want to apologize for it because that's kind of what I you know like I've worked to this, so like what I'm supposed to give back when nobody else would either, you know what I mean? Like I don't think any of them would do in that situation. Well, it's about being your best self, right? You, you can't shortchange what your potential is because you don't think other people would do it. Sure, and maybe I, if I had to take back the way I phrased that, maybe I didn't say it the way I meant it. Well, but... I, I do think there's an element of you that you're like, hey, I've earned this, I've worked hard enough, everybody buzz off. Probably, probably. And I think there might be a next level of growth where you go like, well, what is my best self? Is sure. my best self grinding another full hour after the show is off and thinking of new ways to do it? Is it picking other people's brain around here? How sure. does this work? How does this work? Maybe I can do this. I can tell Bilotti, maybe we could do this. You know, there's that next level, whether those guys would have done it or not. Sure. I, I keep saying sure. I'm sorry. I, I I think a good, you know, I will take my responsibility responsibility here. I will not. I'm, I'm going to defend you every, anytime I hear any of these other guys do, you know, take their jabs at you. I'm, I'm going to go to bat for you. Oh, you don't have to if you, if you feel no, no, it. No, no, but I, I, I want you to know that I have your back in this. I think a good step, though, for you would be to go to the three guys around here that you respect. And Al Dukes, maybe. Right. Randy Scazzeri on WFAN. Stu, who's awesome at nights. Right. Who Cap. I pulled overrated. But. <laughs> Cap. You know, there's the handful of guys. And just say, hey, what do you do for your show here? What, what, have, what have you done in this situation? How do you prepare for this? Go to the guys you admire around here and try to do, you know, pick their brains. Get a little little piece of the, like Kawhi this weekend is talking about how Kobe, he like took this and that, and he went to training camp with him one year and he worked in the off season. So I, I you know, I, I admire Kobe. How do I become a better Kawhi? I think that's, uh, that's very spot on. And then, it, you know, when you do that, actually then, something, I mean, to a lesser extent, something I had, have been discussing with Mike Basegli, who used to produce in this time. So cause I actually, you know, I know this is going to come as a shock as anybody for me to compliment somebody. I really admired the job Mike Paseglia did with the last two morning shows in that he was very creative in some of the guests he got because it's not always like you're getting Shaq, you love him on the show, right. doing different stuff. The racetrack uh, girl got stranded there and stuff like that. I think Mike Paseglia is one of the more creative people here, and I actually planned on having lunch with him soon. And Didn't you call him overrated? I think I did. <laughs> I think I did. But, again, I was, I was having fun. I was having fun. Okay. That's what I do. Okay. But – 
Yes. So they, And then you know what happens when you do that? Then you have the respect of the guy to the newsroom because you're asking from the guys everybody respects around here what they did well. I, I think you're right. So I'm not arguing. I think that's something I have to do. I don't know that that would get respect from those guys. I think that ship, <laughs> that ship has sailed. Has sailed. Has sailed. But again, I don't think it's a me thing. I think it's a it's a anybody who would have been me thing. Well, maybe though, if you picked up some secrets from the other guys that are respected around here, then you would do them, and then you know maybe you would earn a little bit of cred. You could be right, but again, I think we have a very disgr- you think the bridges are burned. Yeah, I think we have a very disgruntled group of people that <laughs> again feel like they've been spurned opportunities that maybe I've taken advantage of. And, at, and I'm not going to apologize for that, but I I, I don't want to be a glass house. I would feel that way like them. So who am I? Okay. Well, this is very good. I'm glad that we did this. I needed, I needed some clarification on all of this. I will say this also about today's show. Marco was fantastic. Great. Marco in that slot, the first time we've had him do that slot, which is more conversational update, crushed it. Perfect for that role. Marco even pushing back on some of my opinions. <laughs> which, you, about that? which you do like. And and look, if if Bogus is a starting catcher gonna play 145, I wouldn't mind Marco playing the other 17. I really wouldn't. There's no doubt. No doubt. And and you know what? That's something that Pete the body scheduled. I'm sure he's gonna do no matter what happens the rest of this week, <laughs> 14 people could falter in roles Pete scheduled. If we tell him we like Marco, tip of the cap out the dugout that he handled it. <laughs> Marco is very, very good. Excellent. And you probably needed today more than ever to just oh. get out of the house, oh. get into sports again, talking sports. Oh, my God, yes. Playing old Jody Mack clips. I needed that to laugh. Do you know how much, and, and this is what, I think this is another thing that bothered me last week. I hate to keep carrying on with this. You know, the not caring and what a lazy week. Do you know how much I was salivating on Monday morning about the first weekend of the XFL and everything that had had been said about the XFL? And I wasn't trying to root against it, and I'm reading things. I was as if I was a dog that ate off the table, and you put me in a cage during the next dinner time. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. I was basically like, like oh, like let me get in there today. Like I, I needed to be a part of that conversation, and I was actually relieved when I was reading you tweeting you know, to a much more professional extent, some of the things that I was saying and believing and getting crushed for, you know, that was kind of like, this would have been perfect. I was salivating. So I needed today to get back. Needed it. Watching the dunk contest Sunday morning, just if we get to this, I got to be on top. I, I was, I needed today. It's, it's a tough. Can I get one more thing? Yeah. Shout out to all the, the stay-at-home moms and single mothers out there. because Hard you know, job, huh? I will tell you. It's a hard job. A little humbleness coming from me right now. That is something that I will admittedly tell you. I have made fun of every stay-at-home mom that talks about what a break they need from home. Oh, what a break. And I think to myself, stay home. You're staying home. You get to watch Law & Order reruns. You're cooking dinner. You do. How hard is your life? It sucks. <laughs> it absolutely <laughs> sucks. Okay? And everybody loves their children. I love my daughter. You drive yourself crazy. You drive yourself crazy. They Every half an hour, you don't get a moment's peace. It's some kind of cry. They want something. They're not communicating properly. And I'm sure once they start talking, then that gets annoying. I ha- I saw every episode of Law & Order SVU, every episode of, of Impractical Jokers, because all you're doing is just this background TV. You're going mad. You don't know what to do. You can't stop and get into a movie or something like that. You go crazy. You go absolutely bat bleep crazy. I went crazy last week. The reclining in the airplane thing, I snapped. I needed to get involved, and I just I couldn't. I needed some interaction besides a Pomsky and an infant 
Because let me tell you something, too. My wife took full advantage of me being off last week. She was getting to the gym, getting the nails done. There was a lot of daddy left at home, and daddy almost went nuts. So for all of you out there that maybe I've made fun of and you didn't even know about it, you guys are the greatest. Girls are the greatest. Women are the greatest. Okay. Well, we covered a lot of ground here. That's yeah. like an hour-long podcast. Yeah, and we have a fantastic Side B coming up. I know. I mean, I'm debating whether even to include Side B in this, but we have to. Side B is Bogish, a little buzzed from Mexico. He's on vacation for his, I guess this is his 40th birthday. Yeah, I, well, I didn't we find realize that, this. I didn't realize this. His birthday's coming up, I guess, next week is 40th, but uh, they had planned this trip months in advance, and he gets into this. Uh, I don't even want to spoil it because you listen, like, Bogish is in Mexico for a reason, and a reason that would just strikes me as the worst reason in the world to go to Mexico and some of the things they're doing. But uh, Bogus had texted you and I and said he was buzzed on frescas and vodkas and was ready to do a podcast. Side alert, I was a little disappointed that we get a little more slurring from Bogus. If this is him buzzed, he's the most uh, buttoned-up buzz person in the world. But get into what the heck Bogus is doing in Mexico and the weird stuff that comes with it. My week, I took off Friday because my wife, we had recently moved and bought a house and... We needed to get all of my wife's stuff from her her house, our, my in-laws, up in Rhode Island, down to our house in New York. So I had to take off Friday because we were going to drive up there Friday morning, rent a U-Haul truck, get everything in the U-Haul truck, drive it back on Saturday. And then her parents were going to come with us, help unload everything, and then they were going to drive back to Rhode Island on Sunday morning. So we, we executed all of this. So finally yesterday, we had a day where it wasn't, you know, Helping with the in-laws, driving four hours each way, unloading oh. a, a U-Haul truck. I mean, it was such a thing that I said, why don't we go out to the outlet mall? We'll do a little shopping, oh. buy you some stuff. And I actually ended up buying some stuff, too. So we're there, and I get the text message from, you know, with you and Bogus, and he's like, Let, I'm, I'm buzzed. Let's do a podcast. And I'm like, that sounds like an amazing idea. Sure. I can't do it right now. Let's hear it. So... I'm glad you guys could execute this. What you will hear, though, is you on a phone and him on a phone. Sure. So, so it's no microphone. No, I had my, my mother's birthday on Sunday. So, you know, we big family event, whatever. Her first birthday's a grandma and all that. Uh, I was able to duck out, you know, between gambling on XFL games and stuff <laughs> to do 10 minutes in a closed-door room with Andrew Bogus on Side B from Mexico. So you will hear Mraz on a phone with Bogus. So it's like you're listening to their phone call. Yes, exactly. As Bogus has his one international collect call from Mexico to tell you how his vacation is going. And that's side B. <laughs> All right. Well, I think onward and upward. I hope. What a week last week was. It's amazing. Can't take off. Can't take off. Can't change a diaper without being the topic of conversation. Hey, even I heard it on Friday. Oh, just six weeks into the new shift already, DA's taken off. I mean, even I heard it. Well, I will tell you this. One more. I can't believe we're going to get to one more thing. I, you hearing it and all of that, I owe you one on the poll question, too. The Does the show even need Mraz? Oh. Me and Bogus are going to be filling in for you coming up in a couple weeks. I already have the poll question. So let's see how you react to that. If I'm needed. Does the show even need DA? <laughs> I've already already got that planned and fired off. Let's do some deep analytics on that. Yes, that was one of the poll questions. Does yeah. the show would the show I'm just survive or be as successful or something without Mraz? Whatever it was, what comes around goes around. So enjoy your <laughs> spring training trip with those tweets that come in. 
Okay, that's side A. All right, welcome into side B of the PGP. This is Mraz kicking down the wall, down a phone line, back from paternity leave. We are taping this on Sunday, February the 16th. Why are we taping the PGP on Sunday, February 16th? Well, because Andrew Bogish is in Mexico drinking frescas and vodkas and decides it's a good idea to text me and DA say, what's up, fellas? A little buzzed on frescas and vodkas. And now he joins us live from Mexico. Andrew, how are you? Yeah, immediately regretting sending that text, but here we are. It is it, apparently it is Sunday, and um, yeah, I've had one too many fresca and vodkas for the moment. So uh, right. we'll see what happens over the next twenty minutes. So let's set the scene here in Mexico right now. You go down with your wife, and I'm assuming anybody else to go see Dave Matthews in Mexico. Which, right from the start, before we get into frescas and cokes, sounds like the worst vacation idea since Pete thought it was awesome to go see the Royal Rumble in Philadelphia. But nonetheless, you're there. You're in Mexico, and what? I mean, frescas and coke. Can we get a Dosecchi or Corona in your hand? You're in Mexico. All right. Well, I don't, I don't even know where to begin with this. So first of all. I mean, peace vacations are terrible, uh, whether it's, you know, Montauk in February or whatever. Pete makes bad choices. I'm in Mexico right now. It's almost 90 degrees. I'm in looking at multiple pools with live music. People are dancing, drinking, having fun. I've been here since Wednesday. It's now Sunday. So, again, there's no comparison between me and Pete. Now, what I'm at technically is probably like a Dave Matthews fan festival kind of thing. I mean, we're, we're, we're building towards our third show in three nights. Everyone here loves, loves Dave. They're trading bracelets and pins and bandanas and koozies. I mean, it's, it's a pretty, it's a pretty legit experience. It, it is nothing like Pete's ridiculous vacations. So all right. you can mock me all you want, but I'm, I've been drinking for five days, eating great food for five days, listening to great music for five days. I win. All right, you know what? You're right. Pete's vacations absolutely suck. They do. They suck. So I'll give you credit. I'm just not a Dave Matthews guy, but you are, and there's nothing wrong with that. You like who you like. I like some bad music. DA likes some bad music. You get down. How long in advance did you plan this vacation? Because when you said you were going to Cancun, at no point did it dawn on me until one of my wife's friends was also going to Cancun, what you were doing here. Do you do this often? Are you following around Dave Matthews to different tropical places? Well, what is this? No, no, no. This is this, so. This is and this is all new to me. This is our first year, but it's the fourth year that that Dave Matthews has done this. But last weekend it was Dead and Company. Next weekend it's Fish. All at this same resort. Like this is kind of like, I guess they they're like in a, in a string of like four or five weeks in a row of like either music festivals or like there's a specific band coming down here and you follow them. Um, so, I mean, it's like, it's, I guess it's kind of almost like the off season for everybody. Um, but this is, this is the first time we've done it. It's the fourth year that Dave Matthews has been there. So we've met people who have been here all four years. A lot of people who are first years like us or everything, everything in between. Um, but my wife booked this like back in the summer. So I've known about this for six months. So it's been a long, and this is my, for my birthday, I'm turning 40 at the end of February. So this has been a long countdown to this trip. And now all of a sudden not only are we here, but it's almost over, which sucks. Yeah, it does suck. So now you're uh, you're almost at the end here. You're doing frescas and vodkas. Has that been your go-to drink every day since Wednesday? Well, again, right. So like the last three days, we you, you got to pace yourself. You got to get to the concert, right? You don't want to come all the way down here, pay all of this money, and then completely, you know, right. And and the concert destroy right yourself in the afternoon. The 
So, so we've had, so I started off having some tequila sunrises uh, oh in God. the morning, little orange juice, little tequila, kind of being in, you know, in the moment in, uh, in, in, in Cancun. And then somebody mentioned Fresca and vodka. I'm like, all right, I like each one of them individually. And, um, you know, clear liquor is better. Throw a little fresco in there. It's got a little, like, uh, tropical taste to it. And uh, oh. here we are. Have as many as I want in my Yeti, and I'm surviving just fine until the concert at night. Okay. Is there, what time are they ripping off these concerts at night? Like 8 p.m., something like that? Uh, eight, so 8.30 for the actual, like, Dave Matthews oh. and show, but the opening act starts at 7. So, and there's a whole strategy when you get down there. you got to get your space. So, I mean, it's been, there's, there's been some feeling out of the process. So it's about to be nap time, and then we'll get up and we'll shower and we'll walk down the beach. I mean, that, that, that's the amazing thing. I mean, you're, you're at the res- beautiful resort all day long. You walk like, I don't know, a, a third of a mile down the beach, and all of a sudden there's this huge concert venue. You're standing there. There's waves crashing at your feet. You're in the sand. It's still oh, warm at cool. night. I mean, it's, it's perfect. That's cool. So I've obviously I've done the Cancun thing with my wife before, and Cancun's a great time. It's I would say it's the younger people's party more so maybe than somebody going for their fortieth birthday. But I guess Dave Matthews works. But I, I could tell you if we had concerts to get to at eight thirty at night, ain't no way we were making it because right after breakfast, as you were saying, it was tequila sunrises into I would pound Doseki and basically I would be out like a light by about 8 p.m. if I could. So the idea that you got to pace yourself with all this liquor and alcohol and and by the way, stop to do a podcast, which might be sobering you up, just to make an 8.30 concert every night seems a little rough. Yeah, I mean, it, there's there's definitely a, there's definitely a, a skill to it and, like, a schedule. you got to be careful because also you're sitting in the sun. This high 80s here is still, I mean, it's, it's like summer for us in New York. So you got to be careful because there are definitely folks who are, like, burnt to a crisp, are passing out, and are dragging themselves down the beach to their show at night. So... You know, you got to be careful. Get out here early, have a couple of drinks, spread them out a little bit, go back to the room, get out of the sun, take a little bit of a break, and then have your second win for the show. And then people, you know, go hard after the show because everything is still open back at the resort. Uh, I mean, it really is a pretty, no matter who you like in this, like, string, I and mean, it's like a six-week run here at this one resort, it is, it's a pretty, pretty, pretty special experience because, it's full on vacation plus ridiculous shows because all of these bands know that you're here because you love them. So like they're not doing like the normal cookie cutter shows, like they're doing it for like hardcore fans. So they're going like deep into the into the catalog of songs. They're playing things they haven't played in a long time. Um so but you gotta you gotta be careful because you could definitely mess this up. So we've oh. been uh, the wife and I have been been careful to make sure that we're okay and rebounding well for the for eight o'clock. I absolutely would be messing that up. And real quickly, just two quick hitters before I let you go. Number one, you start off the text by saying you're extremely buzzed once to do a podcast. Me and you must have different definitions of buzz because you sound completely astute with it and together. If I had texted you in DA that I was completely buzzed up to a podcast, I would be slurring my words. I'd be mixing up even more geography than I already mix up. So you have really put yourself together. Now, that being said, DA totally mocked me for my love of cruises when we were on the trip to Miami just a couple weeks ago saying... I'm in a vacation to make friends with a couple from Des Moines. And he took that as a knock on me. Are the Bokishes making friends with people from all over the country? I love Dave Matthews this week. Yeah, it's it's unavoidable. I mean, you could you could come down here and and just keep it to yourselves, but it's not worth. It. Like I said, everybody's like everybody's got like different trinkets, whatever, and like they're trading stuff. 
We got here on Wednesday, oh, and like within 10 minutes of being in the pool, people are like inviting us over and talking to us. So we've already been invited to like other shows. Stay with us if you want to come to Oregon or Florida. Oh. So yeah, this is yeah, this is this is not for a for a place where you want to come and be be by yourself. All right, real quickly because I know we're gonna see you soon and get back to the misery. What trinkets are people? You're not trading anything, are you? You're not taking off bracelets and giving well, it to people, are you? you know, Don't be that weirdo. Well, we the problem is if you don't do it, you're the weirdo. And like we joined a Facebook page, like understand what we need oh. to do and whatnot, and everybody in this page like talked about what they traded. So we made bracelets, little like rubber bracelets. And right now, I probably have like ten on my arm just from today. But we oh. have, like twenty to thirty back in the room. So I'll bring them. I'll bring you one on, uh, I- on Wednesday when I'm back. This look. This sounds like the greatest time in the world and the worst time in the world all at once. But at least the frescas are cooking. Bogish. I'll let you get back to vacation. I know you got another show to get to. Uh, we'll see you this week when I've decided to return. So this sounds good. Yeah, I'll see you. I'll see you Wednesday. Be strong without me. Be strong. All right. You can follow Andrew Bogish on Twitter and all his trinkets at Andrew Bogish. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at MirazCBS. Have a great week, everyone. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.